Welcome to That's a Chunky. Uh, this is Kevin, along with the person who proves that people can change, uh, <laughs> J-Rod, King of the Slams. Uh, we're very lucky tonight to have Sham Kara, uh, who you know as uh, a member of the very exclusive Dangerous Nights crew. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for being here. Um, so we always start with some basic stuff because it, it actually tends to flesh out a lot of um, stuff people love to know. But um, how were you cast? Did you audition? Yeah. So I auditioned for two, three roles completely not even on the episode, you know. Um, and then I'd forgotten about it. I must. I auditioned probably February um and then uh, we shot December or November, um, and I completely COVID had hit, and everything had just uh, been delayed, and I hadn't even thought about the show or any, or, or even the I forgotten, you know. And um, lo and behold, they they say like, "Hey, uh, you're you got an offer for this role," and I didn't even know the role. I read the script, and I was like, "I don't I don't remember I don't remember auditioning for this at all. Like, I don't even know what the heck the script. What is happening, you know?" And um, <laughs> And it, it just like showed up and it was like, well, like I, even after, even through the shoot and after shooting and all that, I had no idea what was going to happen and how it was going to turn out. You know, <laughs> I, I just did what my job and did what like they were telling me to do. And I was hoping like, I hope this is funny. I hope this turns out right. Cause I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to understand I, while watching the sketch, what it would have felt like from your perspective, because obviously most of it is at a baby shower that I'm assuming you had not seen at yeah, all no, when you no, shot. No idea what was, no, it never, never was on that scene. So yeah. was, was any of that in the script that you read? Yeah, it was, it was in the script, but it just reading it and not knowing what the show was and not knowing, having seen, seen season one or anything like that. I just had no idea how it just seemed ludicrous, you know? And I just was like, <laughs> how is this guy going to make it funny? Is this going to be obnoxious? I just don't know, you know? And now that I know the show and I've seen every episode multiple times, it's like, oh, wow. Like, can you imagine anyone but Tim Robinson being the being this guy, you know, like having pulled it <laughs> off? So, yeah. 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 I've, it, what's really been hitting me more and more while watching season two is just like, how many characters he plays and how much is on his shoulders and it's it's unbelievable yeah. he could pull yeah, it he, off he literally can say anything and it's it's sort of hilarious you know uh it's, it's just unbelievable he can make the most mundane things seem so funny it's like everything he does you know everything he does so like in your you know sort of like music montage which obviously we've talked about on the show is a song co-created by Tim and Vampire Weekend's Ezra Koenig, which is amazing. Um, a lot of the stuff you need to do is like, it's less of reading a line and more of like yelling or being excited. Like mm -hmm. what what does that look like in the script for you? You know, it, 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 um, once uh, Alice, uh, the director, uh, came over and just told what was, what was happening. And once we had run through it a couple of times, it was like, we had a lot of freedom as actors. We had a lot of freedom to just react big and just be like, <laughs> we're ex super excited. We were told to be super excited to see him. And, and even in the sloppy, sloppy stakes portion of it, no idea how they were going to pull it off. But I love, I love, I grew up watching like Monty Python, Bean, a lot, a lot of these like very um, eccentric characters. So it was, 
it was a delight to just be able to be free in that way. Um, and and all the all, all, all everyone in that table got along swimmingly. Like uh, <laughs> we were by the time we even were like actually filming. Once we finished all the um, like the the uh, the camera work and like getting getting all the shots and everything, um, we were we were so free with each other that it, we were just playing off of what was happening in the moment. And I think it actually translated very well from it, when I saw the episode. Um, yeah. So what you can tell the listeners is that there really is a dangerous night's crew. And you guys <laughs> yeah, are you guys yeah, are all yeah. best friends forever. Yeah, like I mean, we we were. <laughs> before we were we were in waiting for like three four hours before we even shot we just got to know each other you know um just talking and talking about covid and all that stuff that was happening and just uh and i don't know if the, you guys uh saw that we're just all such different human beings like different age groups age ranges yeah, and everything yeah. and but we all it was it, it was a fun fun shoot in that way <laughs> how many and states did you guys wreck funny, Sorry, sorry. So again, yeah, sorry. How many stakes did you guys wreck as you were filming that? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like... I know. Uh, uh, probably we probably went through three sets of plates. Um, okay, man. Because to get the to get the pores right and get the animated like effects <laughs> what we wanted. Yeah, and and it was gross, man. It was disgusting. Oh no! Water on those on those stakes was just not fun. Oh man. I love yeah. the waiter so much from the scene. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. He like really captures that like, like that that lifelong waiter look, and just like the the sadness yeah. that 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 he has to deal with this crew all the time, you know. <laughs> and he knows what's coming, and he can't stop you legally. Yeah. yeah. So we we can tell just from our few minutes speaking with you that you are not exactly the character you were playing. Um, no. When when you played the character, you you can be as vague as you want so you don't um, throw anyone under the bus. But did you have anyone in the back of your head? Because I, I I really knew some kids who were like the Dangerous Knights crew. Just like slick back hair, just like just, just like kids in like, my yeah, yeah like. The ridiculous clothes and just that bravado, bravado um, yeah, the false yeah. bravado. Um, did did you like? Were you thinking of someone from high school who were like, "Oh man, he would have been." You, you know what? I, you know what I often think of? I think of Donnie Brasco. Um, uh, mm. do you, you guys, you guys know that movie? Uh, yeah, Donnie yeah, sure. Donnie Bra- like just people that like just go like this a lot. Very care a lot about the like the fine tuned portions of their hair. Um, uh, I actually had that members only jacket, which I wore. So that was my oh, own really? jacket. And sometimes, like sometimes, I'll go out and and go to like a club or something with that jacket and just kind of try and feel like how people respond to me, you know. And and it is it is a very dis- different response than when I go out like just looking how I normally do because there is that like for lack of better words like that that like sense of douchebaggery that comes with <laughs> that kind of like look, you know. So yeah, yeah, and. I, we, I mean, a lot of people we have on the show have, well, not a lot. Some people have experiences um, being out in public and being recognized. I feel like in your sketch, it's um, the lighting's kind of tricky. Maybe you're, it hasn't happened to you yet, or, or is this? Have you been pulled out of, of a crowd? No, 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 it has not happened to me yet. No, uh, but it, it is so surprising to me how many people and how popular the show is. You know. Um, it doesn't feel like something that would hit mainstream like audiences, but 
I mean, from that very first episode, it, it, uh, after the hot dog scene and after the after the uh, the coffin scene, <laughs> yeah, my, my probably my favorite sketch is the one where he dresses up in the in that costume and Carl Havoc. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, yes. like, it just it, it felt genius to me at that point, and and and. I find like with sketch comedy, even if you're in the range of, you know, SNL and uh, other, even in the range of like 50 to 60% hits, you're doing fantastic. And yeah. this is hitting to me. Every little episode has something that I'm like, oh, that was hilarious that I, I'm chuckling even by myself without other people laughing. I'm still laughing to myself, which is, which is really strong, really strong. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a huge element, which I'm sort of, the thing I'm struggling with is I, I have people who, I don't know, they just don't, it's, it's not that they don't like it. I think they just can't let go and they feel like maybe it's too weird. Um, totally, 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 yeah. And I get it, but I'm like, I think, I think if you watched it all the way through and you were thinking about it, you might actually like it, but, uh, you know, it's everyone. It's, 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 it's everyone that has their, you know, it's, um, I'm happy enough that people are talking about it as much as they are. Cause I think, I think it could very easily have just been like completely overlooked. Um, and it is one of those things where I think almost all forms of like media and entertainment, you, um, me and my friend were just texting about it. It's like, you have to be in the mood to be get, to receive what you're getting. Mm. Um, and you know, you, I have to be in a mood to watch like a Hitchcock movie, you know, because um, I know it's like a slow burner and kind of stuff. But then, and sometimes it will, I will want that. And sometimes I'm just like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to be paying attention to the little minutia for 90 minutes, you know? Um, That's so. true. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and I, 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 if you guys like this show a lot, watch Auntie Donna's House of Fun. I'll um, check it out. It's, yeah. I'll check it out. Sure. Yeah. Check it out, guys. It's, it's, it's uh, very, uh, it's crazy in a similar fashion and they also disrupt rules that we're so kind of used to as in sketch and in comedy. Um, and they just throw it out the window and it's hilarious in its own way. So, yeah. Oh man. Jared, you look like you have a big question. Yeah. Are you still a big piece of shit or are you like, have you moved on and gotten better? (laughs) I used to be a big piece of shit. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> if we had a baby, it would start crying, and then I would. Have I know. To like, My friend has a baby, um, and she started crying while I was holding her the other day, and it just led to like a lot of like insults and jokes about it. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure anyone that's watching this and they pick up a baby and it starts crying, they're gonna think of me. Yeah, they're that. gonna think of that. And then of oh. course, the only like one in five people will like know the inside joke. That I know. You're to tell, I know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sort of taking over like reddit so it's it's bleeding into other subreddits so like my wife she was reading she'll admit it uh she watches the bachelor and there was some post where someone was like hey this guy from the show can you tell me who made the shirt he's wearing and of course (laughs) you get like two down and it's like a dan flashes comment right away and going on so it's like yeah it's just uh, people who like the show are like, you know what? I'm gonna inject a little. I think you should leave in like every aspect of the world, and it, it's really funny. It's like a co- code that only some people understand. It, it could very well be like a little cult classic series thing, you know. In, in my opinion, like it, I mean, yeah. it's it's so popular that it's not cult, but like it, it 
it's, I think it's one of those shows that if it hits you, it hits you hard, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm so, so I think, I think Tim, <laughs> Tim will be a reckoning in comedy for many, many, many years. Um, he just yeah. has it, you know? And, and, and he has that factor of like, he has one of the best yells in comedy. Like his yelling <laughs> yeah, yeah. is on point. And like, and I have a, I have, my, I have a theory that like, if you're a good yeller, you can do great, like Steve Carell, one of the best yellers of all yeah. time. Like, in, in, like a good yell can go a long way in, in it. So, oh yeah. man, I'm gonna have that to investigate. I mean, he's like, yeah, I mean, he he does anger so well. Like, I was watching oh, the table sketch or the driver's ed sketch again today because um, I was trying <laughs> yeah, to make my yeah. top five, and he's so good at the anger in that. Like, he's just like it's just building in him, and then a kid asks a question, he just snaps, and it's just yeah, I could watch that all day. Like. I, yeah. I think he's phenomenal in in anger. Yeah, I mean, I think I think to to play anger without actually having an audience having audience feel like you're like like uh, uh, um, assault angry versus yeah. just like it's non threatening anger. It's it's a tough line to it's a tough line to do, you know. And he pulls it off perfectly. Like the the, the shirt sketch where um where he's like on the couch and it's all yeah. shirts, and he's just getting more and more angry to his boss you know to the, to yes. the whole costume so just so good he he never treads he never goes past the line of like oh this guy's an asshole like he's just like this guy's just what is going on in his head yeah you know? he also yeah. has like started yeah he's like i feel like he's really trying to find every way to express anger because then he has the same thing in the sketch where he's screaming and then he's like i did though like he just <laughs> very quickly, and it's like wow that's really nuanced and funny um yeah do, do you remember the first time you saw the sketch which for you must you know must have been such a new experience having not been in the baby showers uh scene yeah i do remember the first time i i i uh, a fr- i didn't even know it had come onto netflix and then one of my friends sent me a, a screenshot with me and i was like oh my gosh it's on so i went and saw it and because I was just more, I was just more fascinated with how, like, is this, is this even, like, is this going to be funny, you know? Is this even going to make sense? How does someone have a whole diatribe of, like, ridiculous commentary, you know, and, and make it funny? And when I saw it, I, I was so pleasantly shocked and surprised how well it came together. And, and the transition from the baby into the, into the, the yeah. song, the song just puts it all together yeah. so well. Like I, without the song, I don't even know how you do the sketch. You know, in, in our section of the sketch, it just, it just made it all so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm truly like I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm so almost speechless when it comes to this show. Like this show just blows my mind in, in terms of what it's doing. Um, it, yeah. it, it, there's, I don't. I think the closest, like it, it, it seems to be pushing limits in terms of what we're used to, um, uh, in ways that, like maybe, like I, I don't know, Monty Python Bean come to mind, but they're just so old. Like it's, it's been a long time since so I've seen something that just like pushing, you know, um, yeah. Borat yeah. and like uh, oh, uh, yeah. TV show stuff comes to mind. You know, they're just so different. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so um, I guess. I don't know if I was texting with you, Jared, or talking with my wife a few nights ago about watching the montage and the baby being there. So, Sham, have you thought at all 
what what might be it seems very deliberate have you thought at all what the deeper meaning to that might be because i i honestly hadn't um i i have a weird answer here but i wonder if you um i don't know about it i have to think about mine um so you're you're asking me what do i think the baby at the end on the beach represents in terms of his like uh, uh in terms of like what what is, what is the deeper meaning behind that yeah yeah Gosh, uh if 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 i were to make a quick guess onto what because he he says he's changed correct that's his whole yeah. thing correct so it's yeah. kind of like um it's kind of like taking us in the past and maybe that's the moment he realizes he's done with dangerous nights I don't know. I don't Could know. That's, that, that's just... I think that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, Jared, do you have any thoughts? I, I think it's similar. I think it's he sees like some good in himself or like what he can aspire to be. And he's mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, the baby smiling back at him and it's not crying. So like it sees the good in him sort of. Um, it's not crying. That's huge. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, Jeez. I think he's like having an awakening then. I don't know if he gives up dangerous nights right away, but I think it's. He's on the way out at that point, probably. Because he All does right. this. Because they they end with his look. It's a close up on yeah, his right. look, and he's and he's like and he's like coming to terms or like satisfied or yeah. in whatever yeah. way you know. Um, it's like there's like a, a light bulb happening there. I think, so. I think that's pretty good. And whereas I don't analyze as well as you guys, I actually uh, was lucky to research this a little bit just uh-huh. by dumb luck. I was um. I follow cinema cinematographer Marcus Menser on Instagram and he posted a screenshot of something he must have seen on on Reddit. So this Reddit user's name is uh why so serious but it's like Tommy Wizzo from the room. Um <laughs> with so serious. Okay. Yeah, pretty great with an underscore. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm going to read and you guys can jump in at any time. Like don't feel like you're interrupting me because it's long. Um I'll go I'll go sentence by sentence with some some wait time. Uh Tim is clearly struggling accepting that his dangerous nights days are behind him. So we kind of see that in the shower scene like he's it's like that person who's like protesting too much like he's talking about those days are behind him but like he's talking about it so much you know you can't tell if he really Still feels good about. Yeah. yeah. Um early in the sketch change is about loss tim is a, has attempted to subsume his identity into the baby shower group sacrificing all of the excitement of his past life in order to play the part in society of the boy who gets to hold the baby so mm. kind of makes sense part in society of, can you say that last part again yeah of the boy who gets to hold the baby so it's like this thing i i actually had a couple friends like this that i think they were torn between like do i just stay single and like kind of live an easy life or like do I want to have kids I think they had like a foot in both camps and Mm -hmm. they I don't think they really knew which way they wanted Mm -hmm. to go um and they just have to pick because you don't have a you know there is a time limit on that sort of thing um Mm -hmm. so that's kind of deep it's like he's he's changing because he feels like you know like that's what society wants him to do okay um so there's, there's a ton more <laughs> um, <laughs> clearly, of course, Zach, it's Reddit. It's gonna, it's gonna go oh, down as deep as that hole goes. You know, this is uh, yeah. this person I think is probably working on a 
like a English PhD. Um, <laughs> clear, clearly, Zach came in right at the end of the Dangerous Nights, a period of decline that officially ended with the Blue Dolphin burning down and Ron <laughs> Trevani ass out and working for his brother. So that's just like, that's the guy with the beard, right? I think it's Zach um, or the long hair. Yeah, uh, long hair sitting and the on beard. the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, that's fine. Perhaps Zach was the lifeboat that the adrift Tim clung to when Dangerous Nights came crashing to an end. So, like, Zach was almost his, like, exit out of the Dangerous Nights crew into the Baby Shower crew. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm, no I, judgment I yet. Exactly, I, I'm falling, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, notice that Tim's infractions that made him a piece of shit aren't really criminal, they're just peculiar. Uh, it's a language of understanding Tim shared with his friends, a language first not understood by the waiters rushing to take away the sloppy steaks <laughs> and now alien to everyone. Uh, Tim has given up so much to attain this level of societal credibility. So when the baby questions whether people can change, it causes Tim to panic and revert to reveling in those halcyon days when his life was relevant. Hmm. Wow, that's like so, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. and when I read this whole thing, a lot of me thinks about, like, um, how aware Tim and Zach were when they wrote this. I think they were, you know, because we've, we've examined, like, um, yeah. there's one of the sketches we examined that was weirdly deep. God, I can't even remember what it was. Um, oh, it was, like, the Jamie Taco sketch and how it elicits, like, feelings yeah. in yeah. you of, like, but it's it's sketch comedy, but it's also meaning to like, you know, make you examine like the loves of your life and stuff like that. It's very interesting that Wait, they're Jamie, operating. Jamie Tacos, is that on, is that, on, I think you should leave? It's uh, <laughs> season two. It's uh -huh. when the guy is acting and the other guy's stealing his lines. Oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. okay, okay. So it's like, you know, it's really funny because the show is mostly ridiculous, but at times they interject something on another level just really totally, wise. Totally, totally, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so if we keep going, uh, if Tim gave it oh all God, up, there's more to this. <laughs> we're about 60%. Oh, um, if Tim gave it all up and the baby can't see that, then what was it all for? Oh. So it's it's kind of deep. But then the wisdom of the old grandpa and the gift of perspective. Some of us may hail from Ciccolini's, some of us from Trapani's, but life is a journey and change is not only things ending, but new things beginning. The baby smiles and then appears the vision. The baby sees that while Tim was a piece of shit, being a piece of shit is sometimes just a natural part of the progression of life. The baby becomes like Jared and I hope to do today on an honorary member of the dangerous nights crew, <laughs> a piece of shit in the making who no doubt one day will change. I'm worried that OP thinks we give a rat's ass about what Mark said. Let the boy hold the baby. People can change. So it's just kind of deep that the, the baby is also in the cycle as well. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Wow. I, wow. I don't put it past these guys to have thought about every little, every little nuance that's in there. I think they did. It. I think it was intentional. Like they wanted the meaning of this in there somehow. Yeah. And the cinematographer, yeah, sorry, posting guys, guys, it. Sorry, sorry, like the cinematographer posting it, I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah, very, very, um, I never put that much 
meaning to it, but now that I see that, it's, it, I, I, I think that that's what's like point of view is what separates like good versus great, you know? And I think these guys have a point of view in almost everything, you know? Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm very honored to be in an episode with Bob Odenkirk and his whole, his whole thing right before is just fascinating as well. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, uh, the, yeah. ch- the changes and how that it's just, I, I think they always are trying to, trying to send a message and um it, it i would i would be remiss to think that like the message is very uh uh superficial and in, uh, in in our in, in in our episode you know i think every episode probably has layers and layers and i'm i'm learning right now so <laughs> yeah i just stumbled upon that like 48 hours ago and i was like i have to talk uh to you guys about it um fascinating fascinating yeah Jared, I'm feeling pretty flush with um, everything I need to know about this episode. Yeah, so I, I need to. I, I assume the answer is no. But did you try a sloppy steak as you were filming at any point? Uh, I would have, but then, but then um, it was COVID, so we weren't allowed to do it. Oh, anything. we weren't allowed. Yeah, we wow. had to. Like, yeah, yeah. I bet you. I bet you. If it had not been that that particular time we would have actually had inserts of us pounding the steaks you know yeah. my, my gut says that but we were we were restricted with mm. the the food portions and and everything like that and and they were very good about being very safe so oh that's good yeah, yeah. and i just I, I feel like sloppy steaks has kind of taken off as like you know a joke that people talk i mean so you're like i yeah you're on the the ground floor of this like I mean, there's a lot of memorable moments from season two, but Sloppy Steaks sticks with me a lot. I mean, it's just a brilliant name for what it is. It's brilliant what it is, uh, first of all. Which, it's just the most ridiculous I, thing I know. It's like, <laughs> And I love when the waiter puts it down and then Tim is like, we're good guys. We can do that. And then he walks in and he's like, let's slop them up. And then he just starts pulling yeah. it. Like, yeah. And, and then really you're like racing to cut it. it. Before the guy comes back, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, and we're looking back at yeah, it. Yeah, we're looking like, back at it. It's them. like how how the heck we're not gonna get more than two bites before we're stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, 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 just reading that script was just like I have no clue <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's gonna happen. You know, just no <laughs> clue. It was, it's, and I'm a writer myself, so I, I I'm always. Like I think I have a good uh, sense of like the pulse and stuff, and it's like, oh man, I I am, and having not seen that first season, I just had no no idea, no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's almost like the movie Memento. You're trying to like figure out what's gonna where it's gonna go, and it's uh, yeah. And if you not... see, if you see his Christopher Nolan's explanation of Memento as like a little boomerang warp thing, you're like, oh. I don't know, man. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know? It's like, yeah. yeah, I understand Interstellar, and then I like try to think about it more later. I just pretend to know. Yeah, I was just like, God, these these guys have spent years of their life trying to figure these things out, you know, and and it's just, it shows in the quality. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, did you guys shoot in a real restaurant or on a yep. soundstage? Yep. Do you remember where it was? Uh yeah, it was um um. Uh, the exact restaurant I don't remember, but it's a fit. It's a it's a well. Uh, uh, everyone else knew the restaurants. I'm just not. I just don't know. Uh, but it's on. It was right off. Uh, right on Malibu. Um, right off the right off the beach. Um, you, we literally walked from the restaurant, like 200 yards. Went downstairs, down down a bunch of stairs, and we were on Malibu Beach. So it was a, like a private oh, beach okay. area. Um, so yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if um uh you know uh, uh Nobu. It's like this fake, yeah. like it's it was literally like two restaurants down from Nobu. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna figure that out. Yeah. Uh, the, uh gosh, I just I wish I I wish I'd remember the restaurant name. It's just uh, uh it was a lot of fish and stuff. Got it. And um, we, I only say this because I think you might be interested. We have a um, sponsor who creates like artwork related to the show. Uh-huh. Character character named Swayzeen. Uh, his most recent piece is a like a uh, like retro movie style poster of Dangerous Nights. Um, I'm sure he would be glad to send you one if you I were would interested. Absolutely love one. Absolutely love one. Yeah, I'm, well, actually, getting, I'm getting mine framed. I, I went to a framing store the other day. Um, <laughs> I, will and... get, I will get that framed in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll make I'm that so, connection. I'm so proud to be a part of like this Tim's like come up. Like I think this is like yeah, this is something that should propel. I, I'm just so happy to have been a part of it. So yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then uh, I swear I had one last thing to say. My brain's not working today. Um, all right. Um, Jared, uh, I've had my questions answered. Yeah. I'm, I'm, thanks for joining us. It's, it's been, it's been great. Um, love the dangerous nights crew. And you guys are officially honorary members. Yes, of the yes. We were fishing for it, but we got there. <laughs> you got it, man. 1,000%. It's on my resume now. I had it ready to go control V when you I was ready. Up. I got you. Awesome. And uh, what can we plug for you? Oh, um, I don't actually have any social media right now. Um, uh, I have a website, uh, www.shamkara.com, my name. Um, uh, I, and what can I plug? Um, well, I'm actually in coming up on, um, there's an NBC show called American Auto. Um, it's about uh, Detroit car company. Um, it's funny. Um, there's a couple SNL people on it. And I'll be uh, a, um, a, a small recurring character on it. So that's exciting. That's awesome. that's um, and then there's a movie called The Legal on um, Amazon Prime. It's about um, illegal immigrants and their experiences coming to, uh, uh, it's particularly about um, one, Ill- uh, have you ever seen Life of Pi? Life of Pi uh, with Suraj Sharma. Um, no, I haven't I, seen it. I've heard of it, but I've not w- seen it. Wonderful movie, if you ever get a chance. Completely, completely dramatic and very different than, than uh, what we're talking about. But um uh, he plays um, an illegal, uh, an immigrant from um, India who is has big dreams of being um, a director um, and, and in the industry, and realizes very quickly you, you got a lot of hoops to go through um, mm. in, in LA. Um, and so it's just a gritty. Uh, uh, I, I, I love filming it, and it, and and I love that movie, and getting to work with him was amazing. So those are two things I'm I'm, I'm on right now. Uh, and then I just actually. Uh, just found out that I'm going to be in a movie with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg called Me Time coming up. So nice. little things as well. So things are, you know, it's been, it's been, um, I've been in LA for 10 years and of which the last four have been nothing but, nothing but like writing and acting and, and um, like blocking the world out to try and like hone in on these crafts. And it just feels like after that much hard work, uh, things are now starting to, come and it's very very exciting and it feels like, i feel i feel very touched and blessed in that so. that's excellent and congratulations and i have to ask does the um only because I, I have some weird hunch does the kevin hart movie shoot in la 
It does, yeah. Okay. He shoots a ton of stuff um, in my – not a ton, but he has shot, I believe, multiple things in my hometown, weirdly, which is in Massachusetts because um, oh, really? of, like, tax credits. So I, I just was curious. We're in um, Massachusetts. Where, where uh, I grew up in a, a city called Lynn. Lynn. Okay. Um, I used to play tennis up there in Boston area. So. Did you go to college there? No, but my brother uh, went to Harvard and um, is a professor at BU. So, like, that oh, wow. area is so- somewhat familiar to me. So. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, so I don't say this. This sometimes makes me a little sad. A lot of times they shoot in Lynn when they're trying to emulate the 70s. Um, oh, because <laughs> things are a little outdated there. So, like, American Hustle shot there. Um, wow, Black. Okay, okay. Uh, what's the one about... Um, uh, what's his name? The Bulgers with uh, oh yeah, Johnny Black Depp. Mass. Yeah, Black Mass. No, shot. Black Mass. Black, Black yeah. Mass. Black Mass. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad yeah. you're shooting in LA. I think that will be more fun, and the weather will definitely be better. Um, yeah, I mean that's why. I mean, LA. I've been to every state in this in the mainland, and it's just like the the weather just keeps me here, man. It's just it nonstop yeah. gorgeousness. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'll be sending you an email uh, pretty soon, trying to connect you with Swayzine, and we'll get some artwork on uh, that wall behind you. That would make me so happy. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Perfect. Clearly, I need yeah. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much. much Thanks. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you. So you. Good night. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, Those three jazz posters have been turned into... Uh, attractive t-shirts, the Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, There is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, He has Angels and Archways t-shirts, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch. Uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time. 
uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. <laughs>